This is episode number 28, and today I'm discussing what I learned traveling around the world to over 40 countries. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Life 2.0 podcast. My name is Matt Jones, a former pro musician turned lifestyle entrepreneur and author. Every week, I want to bring you different strategies, tools, and concepts to empower your life, from mindset to health, career, and more. Thank you for hanging here with me. It means everything. Now, let's get to the episode. Traveling the world and playing music was one of my life goals as a teenager. I did a lot of music in high school. I played in many bands and musicals and enjoyed traveling for performances. I just loved it. And I knew when I graduated, I didn't want to do anything else. And I just wanted to play music and travel and have fun adventures. I was born in Los Angeles, but my family moved a couple hours away to Palm Springs when I was little. It's in the Coachella Valley where it's popular for Coachella Fest now, the big music festival. Uh, When I was there, before I moved, there was virtually no music scene. There was no Coachella Fest. It's just a big dry desert, and at that time, there was really not much happening there for entertainment, Uh, virtually nothing at all. Anyway, I was lucky enough to audition for an organization my senior year, and I got a full music scholarship to college, and uh, I was ready to go. So when I graduated high school, I just wanted to leave the valley and see the world. And I'm happy to say that I did it, and looking back always gives me some of my best memories. Making new friends and spending time abroad will enrich your life. I I love traveling, and I look back on my time doing it as some of the best times of my life. This I know is true. Um, I would also like to discuss um, some of the false misconceptions most people uh, may have about traveling, though, or things that might surprise you, um, things like finding yourself or whatever. Uh, like somehow going away from your problems is going to suddenly solve all your problems. It could maybe for some people, but I think that's the wrong outlook to have. You know, traveling is about experiencing and immersing yourself in other cultures. Otherwise, you can really miss out on what's going on around you. You know, did I suddenly realize some big life purpose or have a major epiphany? Uh, Not really. Uh, You know, I've always been a pretty grounded person and, you know, I already knew who I was. I can tell you that it definitely shaped me, though. Uh, You know, in terms of perspective, values, beliefs, I already knew who I was for the most part at my core, right? You know, for me, this wasn't a mission to find myself. This was about fun and exploration. You know, you don't need to travel the world to figure out who you are. If you got problems in your head, I guarantee those problems will stay with you no matter where you go. You know, you're not suddenly a different person because you were dropped in a new time zone. Uh, Also, it might surprise some people, but, you know, traveling can't be all fun and party party all the time. Sometimes it's upsetting. Sometimes it's surprising. Sometimes it's really challenging. And sometimes you realize things you don't like about yourself or even the world. Um, interestingly enough, I actually brought a journal with me so that I could keep a record of everything that I was feeling and thinking. So, you know, I wouldn't forget anything because I assumed like most people do traveling completely changes you. And well, after almost five years, I came back without writing one single page. (laughs) That sounds weird, right? 
I made a, a firm decision to just be more present. And I knew I couldn't do it sitting around writing all the time. I just wanted to take it all in and get out there. To quote Henry Thoreau, he said, How vain it is to sit down and write when you have not stood up to live. Well, I completely agree with that sentiment, and well, this was my time. So, in 2010, I was a broke musician living in Los Angeles. I had some pretty cool opportunities, like working with the Grammys and doing recording sessions and shows, but nothing yet that made me feel really alive, you know, to get that dream of playing and traveling I so badly wanted as a kid. I was lucky enough to be working full-time as a musician, but I felt like I wasn't really living my potential. Uh, Then an accident happened and I broke my wrist right as I was really making progress with my career. Uh, I had to have pins put in my hand and wrist and I had to have physical therapy for six months. I was relying on teaching and was not really that happy. Uh, Like I said, I was appreciative enough to still be teaching as a musician, but I thought to myself, is this it? You know, this is not what I planned for in, in my future. The doctor actually told me I should probably change careers after this happened. And uh, I just wasn't having it, though. And so what I did was intensify my training on my own, and I ended up having a full recovery. And then I practiced, and I got my chops back pretty fast. And then in less than a few weeks after my recovery, I got a call from a guy in L.A. who put me in touch with a music agent. And before I knew it, I was off. I got my dream. And my big adventure was finally happening. So the first trip abroad, they flew me to Venice, Italy, where I never actually believed I would ever go in my life, <laughs> let alone my first trip. I've spent weeks there now, and uh, I absolutely just love it there. And within a week, I went around the Mediterranean in Egypt and Greece and Italy, Turkey, France. I, I just couldn't believe it. I felt like I was living in a dream. And this really brings me to my first realization. Number one, traveling helped me be more present. So when I was traveling and following an itinerary, the next day was always a a new adventure and something different to explore. I actually also brought travel books with me wherever I went so that I had historical data of the area, facts about the cities, monuments, etc. You know, I wanted to know everything. I totally geek uh, geek out on history and I love it. And so that curiosity I had when I, when I was a kid came flooding back. You know, I wanted to know everything about where I was, what I could learn, you know, just taking all the sights and the smells. And I wanted to see the museums and national treasures. You know, as an adult, we can easily get into a mundane routine of work, pay bills, work, pay bills, repeat. We kind of just settle and, and lose a bit of that curiosity and adventure in our lives from when we were kids. For me traveling every other day I was I was going to another city and uh, I just loved it and it really awoke that sense of adventure again for me and uh, I was much more present each and every day number two I started being less judgmental mostly about myself so an interesting experience I had that was uh, quite emotional was in Greece I was driving a four-wheel ATV around the island of Santorini Santorini, and uh, I had a moment, and you know, it was a beautiful sunny day in the Mediterranean. It was around midday, not a cloud in the sky, and uh, I was driving a four-wheel ATV around uh, around this Greek island, right? Nice breeze, blue skies, just very serene. 
The mountains of Santorini can get up to about 1,500 feet, so from this height, the uh, Aegean Sea looks, you know, just as smooth as glass. And as I steered around a bend on the south side of the island, I suddenly broke out in what can only be described as, described as like a maniacal laughing fit. You know, I was I was like Heath Ledger playing the Joker in The Dark Knight. It was just it was kind of insane, really, and it just came out of nowhere. My friend John, a uh, singer from Los Angeles, was right behind me on his own four-wheeler about 30 feet back, and I'm not even sure if he knew it was happening, but uh, I didn't care. I just started laughing, and my body and head with my big helmet on were just gyrating back and forth from front of the bike to the back as I looked up, and I just kind of took in the moment and laughed at the universe and just had this really crazy moment. It was like my mind suddenly left my body, and I and I could see my life from an entirely different perspective. I felt like a, like a bystander, you know, like witnessing this moment as it was happening, like a movie or something. And I was just remembering all the pain, fight, and torment that I used to unleash on myself. You know, my mind's eye vision was suddenly clear, and I got this fresh perspective on how ridiculously hard I've been on myself over all these years. It was really liberating. You know, less than a week ago, I was in Los Angeles, pretty broken and unhappy generally. And then in a moment, boom, you know, so fast forward and I'm now suddenly blazing down this small two-lane highway on this ancient mountain pass halfway across the world. I couldn't believe it. It was a moment of just pure bliss. All the hard work I did was finally paying off, I felt like, you know, finally, like the the overwhelm of this moment just hit me like a lightning bolt and tears fell down my cheeks. I was, I was so appreciative, you know, these, these weren't sad tears. These were happy tears. They, the kind you get when you feel like you can feel again, like it's okay to feel again. And it was really an inspired cry. And that was kind of a moment that everything changed for me. And I, I pulled over, I wiped the tears from my face and I just stood and I looked out over the island and John pulled up behind me and then he snapped a photo of me uh, right there and we kind of just stood there for a moment of uh, quiet reflection, you know, looking over the island. And I really felt happier than I felt in a long time. And, you know, sadly, I think I finally felt that validation that I was looking for. And then the words just kind of fell out of my mouth. Believe in yourself, you dumbass. (laughs) You know? Uh, you know, I, I, I think I, I lacked that belief for a long time. I, I kept moving forward, but you know, every day I think I kind of tormented myself a little bit too much. So, uh, you know, I realized that I, I finally, I finally, my work, my hard work finally paid off. Right. You know, and sometimes you lose that belief when you're kind of trudging through day in and day out, but eventually, you know, if you're taking action, you know, you can get to where you want to go. So that's what I said. Believe in yourself, you dumbass. <laughs> so, uh, you know, from that day forward, I started being less judgmental about myself as well as others, and it improved my travel experience as well. You know, people around the world, you know, really welcomed us with open arms to their countries, and uh, assumptions about places that I might have had, you know, were completely false, or preconceived notions about how people might react to me, you know, being an American in a certain area were completely false. You know, judgment, expectations, and attachment to outcomes ruin personal happiness. Judging less really widens your humanity as well as your happiness. Number three, I lost my nationalism ideology. 
So having been over forty countries, I was able to experience not only the beauty of so many different places, but the beauty of people. And I was lucky enough to make many friends and have some really great conversations that I, I really hold dear to me. Most countries tend to always raise their citizens, I think, with a good amount of nationalist fervor and ideologies, and especially in the United States. You know, we we talk like we are the liberators of the world because no one else is free like us. And, you know, that really couldn't be further from the truth. You know, over 160 countries around the world enjoy the same freedoms, you know, as we do. And we're not even the most free in terms of personal and economic freedoms. The Human Freedom Index report released findings about the freest countries in the world. And the country with the highest rank for personal freedom index was actually Netherlands, followed closely by Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. And Hong Kong actually had the highest economic freedom index. Uh, followed closely by Singapore. Um, for overall human freedom, New Zealand came in first, uh, closely followed by Switzerland and Hong Kong. You know, so this is kind of surprising. And in fact, the 2020 World Report released that America was 53rd on the list. So having lived outside the United States, I can, you know, confirm these things that, you know, in the UK where I live now, the personal benefits of being a citizen here and having those freedom. Uh, they largely outweigh much of you know what I experienced in America, uh, from you know the drinking age being 18 to uh, you know free socialized health care to better child care benefits for parents. You know there is a stark difference, and you know things like this have you know really quite enlightened me. Um, I think one of the things America has that the UK does not is freedom of guns. You know they're largely outlawed here. Um, you know, but because of this, there are 160 times more gun deaths in America compared to the UK. UK, on average, uh, has 50 to 60 gun-related deaths annually, where in the US there are over 18,000 deaths a year due to gun violence. You know, I could give a shit about guns. So little things like this have had a big impression on me as well. Um, you know, I think capitalism has its limits. And, you know, America still does not address the gun control issue very well. Uh, with mass shootings happening, you know, every other week. Um, but I, I digress. <laughs> so let's just say many examples like this have made me lose my our country is the greatest ideology. You know, I love America. I will always be proud to be an American. That will never change. However, being in other countries and living abroad will really open your eyes to to different perspectives about how people live and uh, how they're treated by their governments. So, there you go. Number four, we worry about things that don't really matter. So, this might sound a bit trite, uh, but if you've ever spent time in a country where there's a lot of poverty, it is deeply upsetting. Maybe it sounds like first world privilege issues, but seeing poor countries really hits you to your core. Uh, There's really no way it can't. You know, you absolutely gain more gratitude for the opportunities that you have. You gain more perspective and humility when you see it, you know, really right in front of you. You know, seeing kids and families living in scrap housing on dirt or cement right off a major street is heartbreaking. I saw a lot in the slums of India to the favelas in Brazil to northern Africa. Seeing how others live and work is challenging. And, you know, many young kids, they can't get an education because they're forced to work for their families at such a young age, you know, things like this really open your eyes. So 
you know, if you're worried about your first world problems like owning a business or not being able to go to that university you wanted or get that girl, then, you know, get over it. You know, the world is big and we are so lucky to have the opportunities that we do. You know, when you can live in your gratitude, it centers you and allows you more joy in your life. You you learn to smell the roses a bit more and you really stop being such a self-defeating ignoramus. You know, we seriously worry about things that don't really matter in the grand grand scheme of things. All right, number five. Happiness has more to do with your community, family, friends, and relationships. Having spent so much time in different places with different people, it has shown me time and time again that money does not bring you happiness. I've spent time with people who have a lot of money, and I've spent time with people who don't. I've spent time with entertainers who have been on television that have their heads so far up their ass they could give a shit about anybody else. I've also spent time with lower-income people who are the most generous people I've ever met. The most time I've spent in another country besides the UK and the United States is Brazil, and uh, I absolutely love it there. I spent time during uh, there during college because uh, I went to study music and uh, then re- returned a few times. Brazil is like a drummer and percussionist paradise, and I had the great opportunity to march through the streets for parades, playing music, going to festivals and shows. I, I just had the best time there. Um, Oh, I even hang glided off this huge mountain near the uh, Christ statue and landed on Ipanema Beach. And, oh, I just spent so much time in the city at night. I, I have so much respect for Brazil and the people. They absolutely love their culture. One of the uh, most striking memories that hit me was uh, meeting a kid on the beach who sold chiclets and cheese in a pan. <laughs> yes, cheese in a pan. Uh, he would take a rectangular piece of mozzarella, put it, put it on a stick, Melt it with the torch, uh, you know, right there in front of you, and then, uh, you know, sell it to me and the beachgoer, beachgoers uh, sitting around. And he was quite the little entrepreneur, I must say. Um, anyway, the kid was really friendly. He just sat there with me and talked to me. He, he wore a smile the entire time. He asked me questions about why I was there and, you know, told me how much he loved music. He would dance and sing and tell me about his family. And he was just so full of passion and At that time, I felt like I would pay large amounts of money to feel an ounce of the happiness and joy that this kid had. Anyway, you know, long story short, this had a large effect on me. Um, Time and time again, the people of Brazil were some of the happiest, most carefree, giving, and kindest people I've ever met. And I had the chance to work professionally with some bands from there, and they were just such great people and amazing musicians as well. The more countries I visited, the more I started to see what happiness meant to most. And to me, at least, it seems the proudest and happiest people love their country, love their traditions, and have people around them who care for them. And that's really all they need. You know, community shapes culture. The people who surround you will shape you. Number six, you don't travel to find yourself. You travel to enrich your life. Somewhere along my journey, I started to wonder, well, what have you learned so far, Matt? I kept getting messages from friends, how it's going and what I've learned, how I've changed. And in fact, my good friend Mike asked me when I got home after my first big trip abroad, how did traveling change you, man? You know, and for a moment, I I truly didn't know what to say. I almost felt embarrassed, you know, like I, I should have had these answers, right? But the truth is, and this is the main truth, 
Traveling is an amazing experience that I think everyone needs to do in their lifetime. What traveling does is open your mind and give you more perspective and appreciation. You know, going traveling to find yourself, I feel, however, is a fool's errand. The journey for self-discovery is not an external one. It is an internal one. You know, will you have experienced traveling that shape you? Absolutely. And you may have a few realizations about yourself as I did, but my point was to, to live an experience. By having this outlook, I was able to absorb and laugh and really live presently in those moments. You know, I wasn't like an investigator searching under every rock around the world for the meaning of life. I wasn't searching for answers. I was just experiencing. In essence, you know, that kind of sums up life for me. I wasn't living in my head. I wasn't anywhere else. I was just present. You know, we can spend our lives planning for the future. We can spend our lives living in the past. What doesn't change, however, is the present moment right now where you can just sit and enjoy. You know, you, you always have the choice at every moment to just enjoy yourself, not focus on outcomes. You can count your blessings and think of all the beauty and just sit in that gratitude and just appreciate being a part of, you know, this awesome experience called life. And that was really traveling for me. To quote Ellen Watts on this idea, he said, We thought of life by analogy with a journey, a pilgrimage, which had a serious purpose at the end, and the thing was to get to the end, success or whatever it is, maybe heaven after you're dead. But we missed the point the whole way along. So, <laughs> it's quite revealing, and it's quite true. You know, what Alan Watts taught was, life should not be thought of as a journey, right? As you're trying to get from point A to point B. It should be thought of more like a dance. Just appreciate the time you have now, and find the joy in it. If we place our happiness in some place in the future, or that car, or that house, you know, chances are we're going to be very let down once we actually get them. You always have the option right now to just live and be content, realizing you probably already have everything you already need. All right, guys. Well, that was what I learned from traveling, and uh, I hope this helped give you some uh, good perspective. And if you have any questions uh, or comments, uh, please uh, leave them below. And uh, I want to wish you all love and peace. Till next time. Hey everyone, I just wanted to uh, mention one final thing. If you'd like to see some of my photos from my travels, um, I will have those posted up on the latest blog entry that you can check out. Just go to life20movement.com and go to the blog and you can see those. And again, if uh, you would leave a review for me on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. And uh, that really helps me to spread the message a little bit more about the podcast. All right, guys. Later.